Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. Welcome to MLB Injury Insight, a podcast from Fantrax and Fantrax HQ featuring Doctor of Physical Therapy Nick Savale. Providing you all you need to know about injuries, player timelines, and more, so that you can make informed decisions in your fantasy leagues. Now, here's your host, Dr. Nick Savali. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLB Injury Insight, here with Nick Savali, physical therapist. We had a few more submissions on Twitter that I didn't get to in the previous episode. We're going to talk about a little bit today. A lot of pitchers to discuss. Uh, a lot of big injuries come up in the last few days. So we'll get to the guys, Ozzy Albies, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Walker Bueller. Uh, but we're going to start out with some of the players brought up from the Twitter submissions. Jack Flaherty is actually returning to pitch tonight, just about an hour away from when I'm recording right now. He has been out all year with a rotator cuff strain, and he's had a, a shoulder issue dating back to last year, which um, he has attributed some of that injury uh, onset to the fact that he was dealing with an oblique injury last year. So it was potentially some kind of compensation that caused him to utilize the shoulder in a different way and ask the shoulder to do a little bit more than what it needed to, uh, which caused the strain in the first place. But he'll be debuting tonight. He's pitched really well in his minor league rehab starts. Uh, He hasn't really eclipsed 60 pitches yet, so he'll probably stay right around that mark, even if he's doing really well. And he's going up against a Pirates offense that uh, doesn't instill a ton of fear in most pitchers, but maybe that'll give him a nice, smooth transition into the big league level. Uh, A lot of young guys in that lineup, so... Uh, it should look a lot like his minor league stints, and hopefully he pitches well and, and stays healthy tonight. Shane Boz also came back in the past few days, and he didn't have the start he wanted. only went a little more than a couple innings, um, but all, all indicators point towards him continuing to be healthy, and uh, the Rays will have to decide how they want to utilize him in their rotation in the coming weeks and months. He's somebody who might get played around with as far as his innings limit or pitch limit. So he might not be the type of player you go out there, expect a quality start from every time, but he's going to be electric. He's going to get a lot of K per nine and his skills are too good to ignore. So if he's out on the waiver wire and you're concerned because he's coming back from an injury, um, I would say to waive those concerns for now and take the shot on his upside. 
So Shane Boz is back. He only pitched two in the third innings, but that was more due to performance than it was for injury concerns. Um, Jesus Luzardo has started to throw again for the first time in a few months now, um, but he will be out at least another 30 days after having been switched over to the 60-day IL. Um, so that puts him into mid-July at the very earliest. I don't necessarily expect him back until August, um, just based on the type of injury he's been dealing with. He's He's got a forearm strain, and it's in the pitching arm, of course. And having sat for so long and, and only just starting to throw now, now, his endurance and anything he built up in spring training is going to be pretty much moot at this point. So, he you almost want to think of it like him starting up for his January-December throwing program, like it's the offseason. And from that point of view, we're looking at a long, long delay towards him getting back onto the mound. And um, maybe they have him come back as a reliever. I don't know if that's part of their plans. Um, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world, considering the, the Marlins aren't necessarily likely to compete for a World Series this year. Their concerns should be getting Jesus Lazardo back on an MLB mound and, and building his confidence up again. So we'll see if he comes back as a reliever. It's a role he has pitched in before. And um, he was exciting a lot of people earlier in the year with his starts and, and his ability to go deep into games and strike out a lot of batters. Uh, he had 41 strikeouts through his first 29 innings, but we'll see what he comes back to, what degree, and, and we'll definitely talk about him more as his timeline gets closer to a return. Um, Casey Mize has been ruled out for the rest of the season. He's going to get Tommy John surgery. Um, I had planned to talk about him on this podcast, basically just saying it didn't look good. Uh, based on the type of discomfort he has had in the elbow and all the setbacks in his attempted return. But here we are. He is out for the season. It is really unfortunate to see that. And, um, you know, we, we can expect him to return maybe after the All-Star break of next year if, if we're lucky. So um, a little bit of a disappointing start to his MLB career, just relating that to all the hype that surrounded him as he was coming up through the minors. And overall, he's a promising young pitcher, and he's he's showing that he is capable of performing at a major league level, and that's nothing to be ashamed about. He's, he's a young pitcher who still has a lot of room to grow. Uh, but based on where you may have drafted him in first-year player drafts back in a few years ago, and he, he's he's been a little bit of a fantasy disappointment, all things considered. We'll see if this can kind of reset things and, and get him pitching back to what he's capable of. Uh, so the last Twitter submission we'll talk about today is Riley Green. Um, he's back and playing in the minor leagues. And basically, it's it summarized pretty quickly for Riley Green. He, he fractured his foot right before the season started, and a lot of people are expecting him up in the Tigers lineup. But... Manager A.J. Hinch pretty much summed it up and, and said he's not going to be held back because of anything to do with the foot. If he shows that he belongs up in the major league level, he will be called up. And uh, there's really no long-term concern in my mind about this foot injury. If, if, you, if you get him on your roster and you want to hold on to him and wait for that call-up, 
that's definitely a viable option. He's got power. He's got speed. He's an exciting young player. Um, but if you're concerned about his long-term injury prospects, don't be. This has nothing. I don't think this type of injury is something that has any indicators of reoccurring. Um, broken bones are are much easier to come back from and play uh, versus a severe muscle strain as far as re-injury is concerned in most cases. So we can be pretty confident about Riley Green here. So now we're moving on to some of the more recent injuries. I want to talk about Brandon Woodruff and uh, not so much the ankle sprain. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode. But the Raynaud's syndrome that everyone's talking about, he's dealing with some numbness and tingling in his hands. And I've seen a few reports linking this phenomenon to thoracic outlet syndrome, which is a really scary uh, diagnosis for a pitcher especially, that has to do with inflammation and or damage to the nerves that run down from the neck into the hands. This is thoracic outlet syndrome. And it can cause numbness and tingling, similar to Raynaud's syndrome. However, if Brandon Woodruff is dealing simply with Raynaud's, this is is not nearly as serious as thoracic outlet syndrome. A, a really large portion of the population endures this uh, through Raynaud's, and it's about up. To, it's up to twenty percent of the population deals with this. And what it is is simply a limited amount of circulation that gets from the heart to the fingertips. You can experience a little bit of numbness and tingling. You can experience very cold-feeling cold hands. It's also very common to feel this in the nose and the ears and the toes. And they're, they're all areas of the body that are further away from the heart. It just takes a little bit more effort for the heart to pump blood out to those areas. And... If the supply of blood isn't quite there, you're going to feel that coolness. And uh, sometimes in, in severe cases, you'll see people wearing, wearing little gloves or um, needing to wear earmuffs. And, and whether that doesn't seem all that cold, it can, it can be severe in that sense. But it doesn't seem like a, an extremely severe case for Brandon Woodruff here. But this has nothing to do with nerve injuries or thoracic outlet syndrome necessarily it could entirely be that he has some poor circulation going into his hands he's taking some medication for it and he says it's getting better those are probably medications involved in dilating the veins and arteries uh, and that can help with increasing blood flow so it's nothing that i'm really concerned about long term and and i i think i tweeted about this a few days ago it might be something that in the future he misses a start or two here and there. But if you want to hastily knock Brandon Woodruff down a few ranks in your uh, dynasty rankings, I'll gladly take him from you because this is not something I'm concerned about long term. Um, there, I want to be clear, there have been links to thoracic outlet syndrome and Raynaud's type symptoms. But it doesn't mean that one necessarily causes the other or is associated with the other directly um, in all cases. So just wanted to clear that up because there's a lot of a lot of fear going around about Brandon Woodruff. I wouldn't be so so fearful about what's going on with him. Uh, we have Ozzy Albies fractured his left foot 
trying to run out of the batter's box. It was really a weird injury. There was no impact from the ball. Um, you could see his foot give way, and it almost just looked like a, you could tell right where the bone kind of snapped, and his foot folded where it shouldn't have folded. So it's not one of those gruesome injuries you see where the entire shin snaps and you, you want to look away. Um, not quite to that level, but it's a little, it, it, it turns your stomach a little because you could see it happen. Um, not much of an update for Elby's right now other than he's probably going to be out a good 10 weeks. And I'd say that's a, a median estimate right there. Bones take 8 to 12 weeks to heal in most cases. And I would assume even if that timeline is rushed a little and he's looking great at 7 weeks, he's still going to have to ramp up, still going to have to do rehab assignment. Um, it's very similar to Riley Green where I don't think this takes away from any of his long-term value. He might be slow to, to get back in the rhythm of things when he returns, but you know if that's... If if people are afraid of that, and uh, he has a he's hitting 150 his first 10 games back, go get him because this isn't something that's a long term concern for him. He might not be stealing bases right away, but you give him one month playing again, and he'll be right back to the Ozzy Albies he's always been. Um, so not really concerned in the slightest with that injury. You just got to deal with trying to figure out a second baseman for your roster in the meantime. So we're going to talk a little bit about Walker Beeler to finish it up. Um, he just had a bone spur removed from his elbow, which I don't think they mentioned the bone spur initially. And this is actually good news, in my opinion. Um, they still have the six- to eight-week timeline of him being shut down from throwing. That's due to the forearm strain. Um, and that would require an extra few weeks of ramp-up time, my estimation for him right now is between 12 and 13 weeks. But this bone spur is a new variable that was added to the equation. So maybe there's a bone spur in his elbow that was causing him to throw differently, which caused the forearm strain. And if there's a reason for an injury and you then remove that reason or fix that reason or treat that reason, we can be a lot more optimistic about the prognosis going forward. So this is very much... Like, it's not very much. It's similar to the Jordan Alvarez situation a couple years ago where I was banging on the table telling people, please do not drop Jordan Alvarez in your rankings. He's going to be fine. He had a knee, I don't even want to say injury. He had knee pain. They went in, did a very, very non-invasive surgery to fix that knee pain. And then he came back with no knee pain, and everyone's worried, oh, his knee surgery at 22 or whatever. And he, they, they removed the issue, and he ended up playing even better. So that's how I relate it to this situation. If the bone spur was the cause of this forearm strain, they removed that bone spur. And now with the proper rest and rehabilitation, Walker Buehler comes back, and he might be pitching more like the Walker Buehler of last year where he had 212 strikeouts, an ERA under 2.5, a whip under 1. This year he's sitting an ERA above 4. His whip's above 1.25. So something's different about this year, and they went in and they found that variable and removed it, potentially. Uh, potentially meaning that might have been the variable that was making him not as effective this year. So only time will tell if this theory is correct, but I... 
feel like this addition of the bone spur removal is actually good news towards his prognosis. So we will have to wait and see if that's correct for about two to three months. But right now we're in mid-June, so that's another three months mid-September. The Dodgers want him for the playoffs. So they're not going to mess around and have him come back to help your fantasy team at the end of the year, unfortunately, for you. But Walker Buehler, I would anticipate returning around mid-September, ramping up to the point where he's throwing three to four innings by the time playoff comes. And uh, then they have him maybe working his way up to about a five-inning start when the Dodgers are probably going to be in the World Series in October. So... If we think about this like a GM or a coach, they're not going to rush him back. They need him to be ready for the long haul, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing Walker Buehler a little bit before the season ends, and hopefully he's doing he's back to where he was before. I think there's a good chance of that. So um, thanks for listening in. We ran through a lot, of, a lot of players in a short amount of time. Keep sending in submissions on Twitter if you want to hear about certain players or certain injuries. Uh, we'll, I'll try to keep up with them all. They're kind of coming in at a quick rate this week, unfortunately. Um, but have a great rest of the week. We'll talk if there's another big injury coming on. And, uh, and enjoy some baseball tonight. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.